When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Britain is a Nation Of. The podcast where we explore British behaviour by unpacking statistics to understand the little differences and similarities between us all. I'm Stuart Henderson, Head of News at Yahoo. And I'm Matilda Long, Journalist at Yahoo. And I'm Victoria Valdezid, Data Journalist at YouGov. Today we're talking about homes. From how important it is for Brits to own their own property to finding out how many Brits were swept up by the condo craze. That's Marie Kondo not the American condominium. And we're joined by special guest Jenny Wood, property journalist who writes about homes and interiors for publications like Good Homes and Notebook in the Sunday Mirror. Hi, Jenny. Hello. (laughs) I would like to kick off the discussion by asking the room, how important is it to you to own your own home rather than rent it? Jenny. I'm going to be maybe controversial here and say... I don't think that there's like an age or, you know, Mm. a particular time that people should own their own home. Mm -hmm. I mean, having somewhere that you can call your own space, whether that is rented or or owned, I think, you know, that's important. But Mm -hmm. actually owning it, I think, has become less important these days, perhaps. I mean, we know that more and more people are living with their parents well into their 20s. And so... (laughs) 30s, indeed, exactly. And it is harder and harder to get on the property ladder. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think just having your own space, whether that, you know, whether that is, I suppose, a room in your parents' house or Mm -hmm. ideally having somewhere that you can rent and put up your own furniture, put your own furniture, put your own stamp on things. I think that's kind of the most important thing is having your own space. Now, whether that's rented or bought, I think particularly in the current climate, is becoming less of a a big deal. Mm, Okay. Stuart, what are your thoughts on this? (sighs) So, (laughs) rather predictably, uh, I think it's really important. And it's kind of, I don't know if it's embarrassing, but it's quite boring and quite probably depressing. It's like, when you die, you want to have something to leave your kids. And that seems like a really dumb answer. And it probably is slightly, it seems quite a lazy answer uh, but that perception of having something I own, mm. I, I it seems less complicated than having to have sort of other slightly more in, sort of complex financial instruments to to leave your children something. But mm. have, I can see my I house left every you day, this right? Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, love I see you. my house every day. I know. Yeah. I know. I own slightly incrementally increasing chunks of it with every passing day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I die that turns into money and I can give it to my kids, right? So it's an asset is, rather than a home? It's absolutely an asset rather than a home. But, Interesting, okay. But, and that, in terms of owning that house, absolutely, mm. I regard it as an asset. And the phrase I often use, and I hate myself for using it, is like, <laughs> when are we going to cash in our London chips and move um, to the country? Cash and, in our London yeah, chips. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really, it's, I don't like thinking it. I really don't. But also, uh, I ain't got much else. So mm. I think that's, that's actually a really common thing. Mm. Um, and I don't think it's it's the younger generation who think that. A lot, a lot of the older generation think it. Um, people don't have great pensions these days or if they have a pension at all. Mm. Um, and it, we haven't got the security that, you know, sort of our parents perhaps had. And people are seeing, you know, bricks and mortar as the only real security that you've got in life. So, yeah, it is boring, but it's, it's very sensible. <laughs> I feel really exposed with it, though, because, you know, in terms of my pension, I'll obviously very, I'll be very, you know, dependent on the health of the stock market, etc. But 
I'm really dependent on the health of the property market. Mm-hmm. With that. And that doesn't, like, in doesn't the last 20 years, with. that doesn't seem mm. a very sensible, safe place to be. Mm. Victoria, fellow millennial, <laughs> how important <laughs> is it to you to own your home? <laughs> uh, I guess in a, in a very millennial way. It's not, well, I don't know, is that true? I, it's not something I have personally prioritised or thought about very much, I have mm-hmm. to say. I, I also grew up moving around a lot, and so actually sort of find the idea of being bound to a particular place or a home a bit sort of daunting. Right, okay. Um, and I, but it's weird because I think that, you know, I'll hear more and more friends of mine are starting to talk about whether they want to buy a house or trying to conceive of a world in which that would be possible. And it's always with this line of rent is just throwing money down the drain, you know. But I guess for me, I've never thought of it that way because it's just a way of securing a place to live right now without needing to feel like I need to be there in six months if I don't want Mm. to be you know so I've never had that kind of negative perception of it but I think it's for me the thing that differentiates it is obviously having a good landlord and tenants rights being solid you know I Mm -hmm. think that especially with more and more young people renting tenants rights are increasingly important um almost beyond discussions about the housing market and so Mm -hmm. I think Obviously, yeah, the lifestyle that I'm kind of currently thinking about totally relies on me as a renter being able to make a space my own. Mm. So the YouGov question that I looked into is quite an interesting one because it asks people to assume that they can afford to buy a house. So the wording was, if you were young and looking for a new home and had the money to rent or buy, which would you most likely choose, buying or renting? And uh, stonking, 84% of people said they would rather (laughs) own their home than rent it. Just 9% said they'd prefer to rent and the rest didn't know. So so there are a few interesting comparisons to make here. Uh, Conservative voters are more likely than average to say they want their own home on 92%. Women are a bit more likely than men to want to own a home, 87% versus 81%. But the major divide is according to age. And there are some really significant differences here. So just 64% of 18 to 24-year-olds want to own a home rather than rent it. But 91% of over 65s want to buy rather than rent. And this is when you're saying to people you can afford to make that decision. Yeah. So maybe it is the flexibility thing that you were talking about, Victoria? Yeah. It's interesting, though, because it was, I was really interested to hear what you were saying, Victoria, because when I was uh, sort of mid-20s, I guess, a lot of the conversations, the financial conversations I had with my girlfriend at the time that then and now wife were around, and our peers were having, were around how would you be able to save money for a house? That would mm. be like, mm. we would skip, we would not go on holiday to, to save more money, to be able to afford a higher deposit for a lower mortgage. And and I, I assumed that those conversations were still happening now, but the conversation was just more frustrated than the one we had <laughs> and, and more kind of, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, annoyed and angry mm-hmm. that it, it didn't sort of seem to, to work anymore. But from what you're saying, it seems to be less about that and just there seems to be an acceptance and a, mm. a sort of attitude change. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think, I do think a lot of people, I guess, so there's two things. I think there might be people like me who just don't think about it that much. Um, and then I think there are others who a bit similar to what you were saying, Matilda, mm. have kind of just abandoned the notion that they could do it, you know, and so you don't think about it. If it's literally so unrealistic for you, you're not going to be thinking, if I don't go on this holiday that would cost me 300 quid, that's going to make the difference because if it's such an enormous <laughs> difference, then, you know, yeah. what's the point? But I think there is definitely still a big proportion of people who are making decisions in that way and probably largely on the basis of of that kind of line of thinking that, that you mentioned, you know. So I think it's 
slightly vain of me, but a massive part of wanting to own my own home is to be able to decorate it how I like. That's a really big factor for me. Um, uh, Jenny, do you think that's a factor for a lot of people? Yes. I mean, it's, it's what I was saying before about having your own space yes, and, definitely. you know, somewhere that you come home to. As I say, whether it's rented or owned, that is yours, that you mm. feel expresses your personality, that you feel comfortable, you can just relax in. And so, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, to be honest, I think most of us kind of that's one of the reasons mm. we want to own somewhere. I mean, having said that, that, you know, there are there is a lot you can do with a rented place. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know. What are your tips, your top tips? My top mm. tips. Well, um, I'd actually say start off with, with Instagram. There is a growing number mm-hmm. of um, people on Instagram who rent and who have done amazing things. There's a lady, mm-hmm. Grillo Designs, who she's won awards and her whole flat, her flat is rented. It looks amazing. And she's done so many great things. There's mm-hmm. upcycling. There's lots of hooks nowadays. Upcycling. You, yeah, What's you that? know, that's where you take... Um, a sort of a piece of furniture could be an old one could even be a, a brand new one and you do stuff to it okay. so <laughs> you, you paint stuff. it you might change the legs on it um you might add things to it you might swap the handles on something where do, where do these people it... find time to do this <laughs> <laughs> this is what i want to do. well it's you know it's like a hobby now it's, yeah, a, it's no, a proper I... it's a proper bona fide hobby upcycling no it's not yeah. i'm not looking down at it i genuinely would like to know like my, my next door neighbor did uh, did something similar with her chairs like just a nice little paint and all that sort of stuff and even that seemed to take an inordinate length of time and i was like i just don't See part how of the joy in. is doing mm. it yeah, and then okay, once you've done it you that. look at it and you love that piece more because you've put, put the your, effort put in your stamp definitely. on it but there's there's hooks you can get <laughs> now that... you're beaming yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I painted a table recently so uh, <laughs> I'm very invested in this conversation well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah there's hooks you can get that don't leave holes in walls mm. there are um, wall decals that you can remove you know, really easily but I mean and I'm talking about wall decals that sort of look like wallpaper there's even removable wallpaper now that you can mm. stick on and peel off at the end of your tenancy without leaving a mark so there's there's, you know, lots of mm-hmm. clever things you can do to add personality. I mean, big rugs can cover up horrible carpets. Mm-hmm. There's, mm. you know, so there's there's lots of things you can do. Now, I think people are being a bit more adventurous. And also mm-hmm. some landlords don't mind, actually, if you're going to sort of improve the space. Mm-hmm. It's always worth asking, you know, can I, can <laughs> I pay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my friend, although he rents in New York where everybody has to rent, yeah. um, he can drill holes in walls, he can paint, he can do anything he likes as long as he returns it to how it was okay. when he leaves. Fill so. in the hole, you're fine. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, and I think landlords, because you know people are paying a huge amount in rents these mm. days, are a bit more open to people doing things like that now. Mm. So my, me and my friends, especially people who rent, the current obsession is house plants. Mm. People just fill their rented flats with yep. plants. Yeah, it's a kind of decoration well. that doesn't leave a mark. I've had a, a picture that I got given for my birthday in December and I still haven't put it up yet <laughs> because very specifically, I don't want to drill, drill holes in the wall because it's quite light. And I've even gone out and bought the little sticky bits that oh, you yeah. can just use. To, I still haven't done it. Why? Aww. Because uh, two reasons. One, like it's quite a sparse wall. So as soon as you do something, we'll have to do lots more things to it. Okay. And <laughs> Too also, much slippery slope. Also, I'm worried that it will fall down genuinely. And this is... No, those sticky bits are magical. They're very good. Get the ones <sighs> you have to read. Each of them has a weight limit yeah, I, printed I've, on the box. No, <laughs> no. I, I don't I believe spent, you. I spent a long time in... What's that store that has all the... the <laughs> 
the hobby hobbycraft all the hobby crafty things hobby right. craft. uh, I spent about 20 minutes in there like trying to figure out weights and all that sort of stuff and I know this you don't believe the label a, a and you don't believe block. the interior I don't, expert. Believe, I, don't, I don't believe it's going to stay up and there's even a bit that says don't make sure you don't put it in um, a room that goes below 10 degrees Celsius I'm like well it's the kitchen so that can get pretty chilly I don't want to come down to glass you can double them up do a couple <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting out of this yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a massive mental block over it and mm. I feel really bad because it, it was a present and I really like it oh. it's a little panda family nice. <laughs> it is interesting though that there even are all of these kind of products on the market I'm just thinking like is that a savvy response by the companies producing all of this stuff to the fact that there are more I'm and more sure. people mm-hmm. moving in and out of spaces and not wanting to you know actually paint and instead just stick up some more because logically if everyone owned their home you wouldn't really need sticky up wallpaper because well, you would I also think it is because everybody has got quite decor obsessed and things like yeah. Pinterest and Instagram mm. and people like to change their looks right, quite frequently enough. so I think you know people are a lot more willing to experiment with decor mm. and that's another reason why I think these things are good you know you can have a gallery wall for a year and then change your mind and yeah, you haven't yeah, got yeah. to completely mm. replaster so yeah I think it, it right, could right. definitely be to do with renters but also I think we all just love <laughs> love decor yeah <laughs> So I'm just going to move it on a little bit to uh, my survey, which is about house prices. And I would like to ask the uh, room uh, how often they look at property websites. Personally, uh, I don't look that often. Mm. Uh, that's because I I kind of know. <laughs> I can't really <laughs> afford anything. Um, I, might, I admit to being nosy. If I walk past a house on my street that's for sale, then I might have a look Ooh, and see how definitely. much it's going yes. for. Um, but I'm, I'm sort of more about renovating the space I have. However, my husband... I'd say he looks at them possibly every day. Really? Oh he loves it. He knows <laughs> all what, what all the house a prices hobby? are. Yeah, just as a hobby. Wow. That, he just loves doing it for fun. He does what I do with looking at the houses mm. in the street. But he, <laughs> any area, you know, he'll say, I wonder how much it would be to live here. And, and he, you know, he's, he's on the phone in the car or whatever. So, so yeah. He's, he's on the phone? Well, no, oh, if he's, oh, he's travelling, like oh, he's like, like, yeah. yes, <laughs> safety <laughs> first, safety first, yeah. But no, you know, we'll be driving past somewhere and he'll, you know, he'll look up. Oh he he's, he knows throughout throughout <laughs> London where we live. That's obviously, useful. I mean that is yeah. useful for when you actually mm. want to come to move, uh, Matilda. So, uh, I also look at property websites all the time, but and it's, in relation to the fact that you were buying a place, no, or just or nope. just anyway. Uh, <laughs> what so, is with you people? <laughs> I recently bought a shared ownership flat, uh, but I look at property websites slightly to torture myself. I'll set the search parameters to you know. Within zone one, with a budget of three million pounds, oh sort of through nosiness, and also I like to look at I like to look at homes from an interiors point of view. I like to look at other people's flats. The same reason I watch property shows. It's definitely the creepiest thing I've ever yeah. heard you say. Do you not I get really, really depressed no, by really how expensive nosy. stuff is? Um, I. Honestly, I look at things that are so far out of reach that okay. it does, it's not as though I'm looking at something I can nearly afford. It's something completely out of my range. Um, yeah, I, I, look, I look at them all the time. I find it quite fun. Um, I actually think that the houses that are super, super expensive like that, they don't always have the best taste. No, they really taxing. And I don't feel bad. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, well, yeah. They've got all this money. They've got a £15 million house, but yeah. look at that sofa. Yeah. <laughs> all very, very gilt and lots yes. of shiny surfaces. Exactly. Not my style. Uh, Victoria. Uh, as you might be able to expect, I literally never <laughs> look, at, look at property prices. Um, my partner and I just moved into this new place and he really loves a lot more than I do the kind of like thinking about interiors and houses. And I think 
I don't actually, I don't think he wants to own a place, but it is really, his space is really important to him, whether mm. it's rented or owned. So definitely when we were looking for a new place, he was looking at places that were way beyond our budget just to kind of spy on the way that they decorated it and stuff. But it was more like I'd come home and be like, look, and I'd be like, that's nice, dear. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't either at all, ever. Uh, my wife does. Um, Do you watch property shows? I, like, I think that's the same I like instincts shows. in me. <laughs> yeah, I do like property shows. I like Grand Designs and other shows like that. Mm. Um, but that I think that's more for... Uh, like learning stuff that I could do in our house, like right. feel more confident to do something or get, you know, the sort of little things, the practical things. Um, I did have a little look on uh, one property website uh, earlier this morning to uh, see if I could find something really bonkersly expensive mm-hmm. uh, in like a minute. And <laughs> I found uh, a two bed, two bed, yeah, two bed house, uh, two bed flat, two bed penthouse, sorry, oh. uh, for sale in Shoreditch. Uh, it's a unique open plan penthouse apartment set on the top floor of a 19th century industrial building in Islington, uh, redesigned by Simon Condor, uh, 3,000 square feet, uh, large private roof garden. Nice. I'm going to show you a little picture of the private roof garden, actually. <laughs> and a slightly weird view, I would say. Uh, there we go. What do we think of that? Uh, it looks out onto a sort of multi... Yeah, story it building. Like odd, yeah, it's, it yeah. looks a bit like a football almost pitch. like an ocean uh, view. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. built-in operated projector and screen, two parking spaces, a porter, lift oh, access, and of course, as all good flats in London, it comes with an automatic irrigation system. <laughs> Don't know what that means. Uh, how much do we think, guys? In Islington, oh. yeah, two beds, two bed penthouse, <laughs> not even a family abode. Uh, right. We're talking millions, definitely. Yeah. Might be. Two million Two, two anyone, anyone up or down from two? I'm going to go nah. up from that, I think, with, with the car parking and things and the roof terrace, that's quite rare. Fancy Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... Because oh. I don't look at the property. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just, you knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would nail it within like a few hundred grand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... 4.5. I was going to say 4.5. That's ah. pretty good. Five and a half million. That's oh, wow. that's only the guide price, guys. Just to okay. remind you, uh, you could get a deal. Offers on that. around. You might get oh, it for five. You could get five grand off it or something like that. Uh, but I think, I think you know. So the so YouGov, um, the survey they looked at was uh, trying to find out. You know, we've talked already about how um, houses are incredibly unaffordable for most younger people in particular, and they were looking at how. Uh, how likely people were to want the government to either take action to reduce house, house prices or how likely people were to want the government to build more houses. Mm. And I think the I think the interesting thing here is the massive amount of nimbyism yes. that absolutely <laughs> our country. Build houses uh, somewhere else, please. Somewhere else, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the highlight for me, so essentially what, what, what the, um, what the YouGov uh, real-time poll showed was that people who own a home broadly support... Uh, more homes being built. Uh, 56% of people wanted more homes being built across the country. And that's homeowners exclusively or uh, that's, everyone? Oh, that's homeowners. Um, but when it comes to bringing house prices down mm-hmm. in their local area, <laughs> they weren't interested at all, 39%. <laughs> uh, for non-homeowners, they are more likely to want houses built nationally. But even they don't want more houses built in their local area. Really? Which I find really, really interesting. Um in terms of house price action, they want homeowners wanted 
they don't want um, homeowners don't want lower house prices at either a national level or a local level. It was mm. sort of around about a third for both. Actually, it's quite similar. But in contrast, uh, yes, non-homeowners desperately want lower house prices. Seventy <laughs> percent want it nationally and sixty-eight percent locally. So it's really interesting where it's people. It's not that high. It's yeah. not. It's not that high. Um, it was obviously higher for younger people compared to older people. And actually, mm-hmm. the, the 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 sort of political spread that you pointed out earlier, Matilda, about sort of conservative uh, voters being. Far more conservative, yeah. Weird. But it was interesting that non-homeowners are, are more likely, significantly more likely, to want lower house prices. But they do not think that they don't want houses built in their area to support that. And where we have such wow. a, a, such a massive issue around supply and demand, mm. like almost what on earth? What on earth do we want to happen? Like it's <laughs> it's mad. And, and and I know we sort of blame the government and. And, you know, many prime ministers have been trying to solve this for, for many, many years. And there's, you know, numerous housing policies. And, mm. and we're probably not much further down the line than we were 20 years ago. But fundamentally, people don't want houses built on their road um, because it affects what they think about mm. their area. And it's this idea of location being so super, super important. That's a strange idea that people... It seems that people think that if you build a load of houses 10 miles away... Yeah. Or however far away it will bring down houses in your street. So I wonder, sort of, how far people would be happy <laughs> for the development to be. <laughs> the, the idea of increasing the value of your house, I, I certainly rely on the idea that my house, the price of my house, is just going to go up mm. because because that's what happens, right? What I'd like to well, know from you, Jenny, is like what are the practical things you can do to increase the value of your house um, that are kind of you know without like. A double extension out the back, or something, <laughs> something like that. But what what are the sort a, of simple things that, that homeowners can do, where where you actually do want to invest in your property, so you actually feel more proud of it and take care of it, but also increase the value. Mm. I mean, I I fully agree with you. I, I think it's 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 really harsh that people who are lucky and it is lucky enough to be on the housing ladder should mm. want to kick that ladder up behind them because mm. that is yes yeah, you know I, I think it's 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 re- <laughs> well it's really unfair and um and I don't think you know I don't think that we should underestimate how lucky we are to have mm. our own homes I mean there is plenty you can do I mean I know we're going to get on to the sort of Marie Kondo decluttering thing that is I would say that is one of the main things you can definitely do cleaning it I know that sounds crazy Um, why are you looking at me when you (laughs) I mean properly cleaning it you know even like people don't it's not like the old days when people used to have a window cleaner Mm. sort of you know come every week two weeks whatever um I think things like that have kind of fallen by the wayside. So clean it, do your garden. It, I mean, the curb appeal myth is, it's its not a myth, it, it's true. You know, <laughs> cut your lawn. Um, I remember reading a survey once and it was all the things that can bring down the, mm. the price of your home. And so obviously what you want to do is remedy those. They were things like, yeah, untidy children's bedrooms, untidy gardens where you haven't mowed the lawn, things that are broken, quite obviously broken. Mm. Um, you know, so it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot because people, I think house buyers, assume if they walk around a house and it looks like the people in there don't look after it, mm. it makes them wonder what else they haven't looked after, you know, structurally. So anything that's broken, mend it. Anything that's dirty, clean it. Take some pride in it. Um, yeah, there are all these sort of things that they talk about on homes, programs about how you shouldn't have, you know, personal photos and things up. I don't think that's true. Wait, why, but, why not? Well, because point. apparently when people look around a house, they want to imagine themselves in it. So if they can see right. giant pictures of you and your kids and... Then you they know, feel they're in someone else's home. Exactly. Mm, that's interesting. Um, 
I would say maybe that's true if you have one of those enormous canvases above the bed, you know, the whole family line <laughs> on a furry rug. But otherwise, I think, you know, the odd little photo is fine. But I would say, yeah, clean it, tidy it, take care of it. And I'd say that matters more than anything else, really. You know, matters more than paint colours and that sort of thing. My, um, We have a window cleaner. Uh, oh. and <laughs> very good. Uh, thanks very much, yeah. A bygone era. Uh, and he, uh, uh, the weekend, uh, he came around and um, I, was, I was out and my wife texted me to tell me that the window cleaner had come around and she was really excited. <laughs> She'd done the front and the back uh, and, the, and the cat flap. But, she, but it's interesting because she genuinely was pleased. Like, mm. And it's... And she was like, look, I can look out of the windows. It's, it's so much nicer. And this level of emotion we attach to bricks and mortar is mm-hmm. is quite... Should we be surprised? I don't know. It surprises me, genuinely. But then again, we've already discussed that mm. I view my house as an asset more than a home. God, that's depressing. <laughs> but it's again, it's to that. do with it being your personal space. Yeah. You know, it, mm. it is. It's It's where you can sort of express your personality and where you feel at home and you can relax and be yourself. So, of course, you want that to be as nice as it can be I wonder if it's because I my, my wife spends more time in the home than I do mm. significantly more time does that does that feed that I don't know like I guess the more if time there I, are more yeah. yeah I don't spend as much yeah. time there so I don't feel Makes as emotionally sense. attached to it <laughs> so you're just more attached to the office there's a lovely um, studio <laughs> I, in, in a, a bit of research a bit more research um, I had a, a little look to see if I could find the craziest um like this whole, you know, hey, look how small this flat or house is. Mm. Look how expensive it is. I love those. <laughs> Me too. Uh, and I found a nice one, uh, which was the most viewed, or has certainly been billed as the most viewed uh, property uh, in London uh, that I guess hadn't been sold. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> so let's play another game called Guess the Price. Uh, it's uh, a studio flat in Fulham, which is the size of a double bedroom, uh, so 114 <laughs> square feet. What, the whole so that's flat? like... Me and a oh. half both ways. <laughs> oh my the god! Flat, size of a double bedroom, uh, and according to a property website, it was the most viewed home in London. Uh, it's a four-minute walk from Fulham Broadway. Uh, has a quote-unquote lovely atmosphere. Uh, <laughs> and Such estate agentees. How, yeah. how much would you like to guess it's on the market for? So it's actually just this one. It's a room. Does it have a bathroom? So it has. So it's quite quite a lot of stuff in there (laughs) well you sort of have to pack it in yeah yeah, which is fair enough I guess Uh, so you you kind of go in on the right you've got your toilet showery bit and then right next to that is the bed (laughs) and then working round you've got a window and on the other wall you've got a chair another chair a small desk and then like a what are those kitchenette type are they called kitchenettes yeah Uh, with like a hob and oh, then God. some globes hanging down from the ceiling. Lovely. Oh, a picture of a duck. <laughs> How much? Come, Matilda. We're, yeah, really we're all looking at you. <laughs> so, uh, okay. I... <laughs> it's a room. It's a single <laughs> room. So this is this is in Fulham. Yeah. Probably one of the most expensive areas in London. Yes. I don't think it would be far off what you'd pay for an okay one-bed flat slightly further out. So I'm going to say... £300,000. I think that's an excellent guess. It's 250 and I think oh, you're probably going higher up because I, I slightly I would have it. said more even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say yeah. slightly more. But it's, um, I, don't, I don't think that's the most expensive, but, you know, that is still per square foot. a staggering amount of money. Like, a st- that is staggering. And, like, the reaction of you guys, like, oh, it's only 250 Like, that <laughs> is <laughs> yeah. so much money. There's a we know that we're recording this in London yes, where we're all <laughs> our sense of scale is just London, completely yeah. off. <laughs> 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. I'm going to move us on to the final survey, uh, which is about the Marie Kondo craze. I guess ever more important if you're in as tiny a space as that. Um, So for anyone who hasn't heard of Marie Kondo, she uh, bills herself as an organizational consultant, which I think is a great title, um, who has founded something called the KonMari Method, which is basically a way of tidying up. She wrote a book, (laughs) which is called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Uh, which uh, an American comedian called Nicole Silverberg described as alternately cold and highly emotional, practical and insane, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. <laughs> um, but it is it is interesting. It's basically a whole kind of life philosophy of tidying where within the book she says things like, you need to touch every item in your home, hold on to it for a moment and see if it sparks joy. Now sparking joy has become her kind of catchphrase. Mm. And if something doesn't spark joy you get rid of it. Um, When you finish tidying your home, your life will change dramatically, the book says, and that tidying creates a detox phenomenon which she claims could lead to clearer skin, weight loss, (laughs) all sorts. Anyway, and she also says the day that you decide to tidy your room, you should treat like a holiday, that you should really sort of take that time. So, um... Marie Kondo became even more of a sensation because she uh, starred in a Netflix series called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. And that was kind of the inspiration for for this question. Um, so I guess I'll start with a go round. Just being, <laughs> so just strange. saying, have you, you know, did you hear about the Marie Kondo craze? And if not, how important is it to you to have a tidy space? Um, I'm quite tidy, but I also have a lot of stuff. I definitely have things. So what I don't understand about this, what about practical items? So I own a can opener. It, it doesn't spark, spark joy, joy. <laughs> but I need it to open cans. Well, in <laughs> the moment that you need to open really a understand. can, presumably the opener sparks joy because it takes <laughs> you to things, the contents of the can. <laughs> you're right. Things that are slightly bigger, but equally more important, like vacuum cleaners mm. and ironing boards are really hard to store sensibly. Mm. Like I, we had some work done recently. I was getting a bit of stressed about where are we going to put the ironing board? <laughs> the ironing board hanging around the kitchen all day, every day. Oh, my, my Hoover sparks joy. It's <laughs> really good. Oh, it definitely sparks joy. I think it was, um, there's, there's also that 
phrase, and I think it was William Morris, the designer, right. uh, a long time ago, said that you shouldn't have anything in your house which you do not know to be either useful or beautiful. And I oh. think that's possibly slightly more sensible and maybe Marie Kondo sort mm. of taken that. So I think you're allowed the useful things as well as the beautiful <laughs> things. So, so maybe, maybe you could widen it out from sparking <laughs> yeah. joy to also being useful. That seems more sensible. So Jenny, do you th- is the Marie Kondo thing, is that, do you think that's just repackaging long-held beliefs? Well, it, not in a bad way, just... Yeah, I mean, it is just another way of tidying. I mean, she has, I have tried it. Um, mm. her, her sort of, for anybody who doesn't know, one of her sort of methods is that instead of tidying things say draw by draw or room by room you do it by type of item so if you want to declutter your shoes you get all your shoes from the bedroom from the hallway from cupboards from anywhere put them all in a pile in the middle in the middle of the room go through them and pick the ones you know that you're going to keep and the, you know the same with anything so I don't know books in theory you'd get all your books and work mm. out which one as a whole rather so you're kind of doing it by category mm. I mean I've I intend to do it with my <laughs> <laughs> I haven't managed I've done it with my sock drawer nice. and let me tell you start. I, on, I mean very few of my socks sparked joy but I had some <laughs> but I, now I open my sock drawer and there's room in there and I know all the wow. socks fit <laughs> and I can see Don't them all. I've lined them all up. Toe. She also thinks you should line things up in drawers so you can see yeah. them all. Mm. So I have done that too. And I have to say, it does spark joy. Mm. Well, the folding method for clothes yeah. is actually great. She's very good at folding. So yes. you sort of you sort of roll things <laughs> up. No, don't laugh. <laughs> so instead of having your t-shirt sort of all piled on top of each other, you sort of roll them up so that when you open the drawer, you can see all of them. And it's really good. This happened to I did it to roughly one drawer, two gauges. Uh, I haven't done it to all of them. I told my colleague <laughs> about this uh, this survey and he said that he came home one day to find that his wife, who presumably had watched the show, <laughs> had rolled all of their clothes <laughs> up in exactly this way. And he just kind of opened the drawer and was like, what have you done? What's happened? <laughs> so you it's guys better. on this... a little bit uh, American psycho. Uh, yes. <laughs> Patrick Bateman yeah. would Marie Kondo his flat so he hard. Absolutely <laughs> Um, so the survey that we ran followed these categories <laughs> that you mentioned, Jenny, uh, of belongings, which she sets out, which are clothes, books, papers, mementos and miscellaneous items. And we basically asked Britons if you had to get rid of uh, anything that did not spark joy for you, what proportion of your items in this category would you get rid of? Um, so I'll just go through the results. <laughs> so half of Britons, 47%, say that they would get rid of at least half of their clothes with only oh. a marginal difference between men and women. Uh, one in five, 22% of Brits would get rid of even more than half of their clothing. But one in eight, 12% say they would keep every single item of clothing they own. Uh, when it comes to <laughs> books, so this was a very controversial one. I don't know if any of you yes. saw this. Basically, the internet got a bit overexcited and Marie Kondo says in her book, or maybe in the show, I can't remember, that she only has 30 books in her home. But she's made very clear that that she's not saying mm. you can only have 30 books. She, she says you should only have as many books as Spark Joy. But for her, that's 30. But people sort of this got misunderstood <laughs> and they started to think that she was saying you can only have 30 books. Right. And there were all of these memes online of people going, now she's gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, so she says 
the figure is personal. You keep however many spark joy for you. Uh, so in the YouGov survey, it showed that one third of Britons would remove at least half of their books, uh, rising to half of 18 to 24 year olds. So oh. half of 18 to 24 years <laughs> would get rid of at least half of their books. But among over 55s, two thirds would get rid of less than half or none at all. Um, but one in 20 people, so 6%, say they'd get rid of all of their books, with men twice as likely to say so as women. Do you think, do you think they own Kindles? Possible. Maybe. Yeah. That's also straight because you're perfectly capable of getting rid of all your books yeah. mm. if you want to, 6%. I don't think <laughs> Come that. on, 6%. So I don't really keep anything, uh, but the two things I hoard are CDs. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they spark some joy, I think. Uh, and books. But books, I, I genuinely uh, really struggle through. I have started throwing away some in the loft, but these are like random books that are like 20, 25 years old. I'm, def- I'm definitely never going to read like the 18th century anthology of poetry, I suspect. <laughs> cover to cover. But then, and that, that, that was genuinely heart-wrenching to throw away in some of these books. But then like... And books on six, bookshelves look nice, I think. Don't yeah. Do six months down the line, I think, yeah, that was probably the right call. Yeah. <laughs> So under yeah, so I guess to to wrap this up, I guess the category that I think is is interesting is mementos. So unsurprisingly, that is the item that Brits are most likely to say does spark joy for them. Hmm. Half say they wouldn't get rid of any, but forty two percent of Britons say they would say goodbye to at least some of their mementos. So that's any kind of item with sentimental value, like photos or souvenirs. Uh, in contrast to papers defined as letters, magazines, or any kind of admin stuff you've got lying around, household item least likely to spark joy. 70% would get rid of at least half of the paper they've got lying Your around. water bill does yeah. not spark <laughs> So I do think this is really interesting because you've got high figures of people saying that they would get rid of at least half of their stuff yeah. in most of these categories. And it does indicate that... And this was, this was sort of the only impetus to think about this was just one survey question saying does this spark joy for you or not you haven't even watched the show and Mm. already just asking that question makes you think well actually there is a lot more lying around Mm. than I really not just need but but want maybe I hadn't really I didn't know much about the Mary Condo thing before before reading up for for this um I'm actually surprised I surprisingly I'm absolutely bang all over this I completely (laughs) 100% agree like uh the I, I know sort of when you mentioned earlier the idea of you know, lose weight and cleaner skin. I can 100% see that. Like genuinely, I think. Uh, <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. No, honestly, I think just. You think the, if you get rid of stuff, you'll lose weight? I think it can be. I think if you can I'm help. Cynical tide, about this? Can you tell? <laughs> I, think, I think you can tidy your life, and it helps tidy your mind, and it helps you make sort of better. It can help you make better decisions. I genuinely think that. You do um, feel calmer and better when you're in, you know, somewhere tidy. You know, if I tidy mm. my desk and, and I'm working, you yeah. can, you know, you're not distracted. Um, I actually had an ex boyfriend who uh when we rented a flat together he lost his job mm. and he i don't know why this was years before Marie Kondo he decided one day to uh touch everything he owned in the flat and he went around the whole flat wow. touching things and he found a photo of him with some guy he used to work with who he hadn't seen in ages and he thought I'll drop him a line mm-hmm. drop this guy a line this guy was like oh what are you doing um my boyfriend explained, you know, he's out of work. And this guy said, well, actually, I'm looking for someone. And he ended up getting a job. Oh, right. So, you know, Willie, he's a pioneer of Willie, his, <laughs> so you can add Richard to that list. Yeah, yeah well. exactly. So, but, you know, so just, you know, fun things can happen, mm, I yeah. suppose, when, when you tidy up. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it is an interesting way to... I found that the only time, really, that I go back through... So, because I've moved a lot I don't have that much just kind of stuff stuff. I probably have too many clothes. But other than that, I've got, like, 
one sort of folder of like photos and just little kind of things, mementos, I suppose, um, and that I carry around with me and I'll put some on the wall wherever I sort of am living at that point. But the only time that I really sort of go through the stuff that I don't have up or out is when I'm moving house. Same. And every time, you know, I really enjoy that process and it's always quite an emotional process when you go back over and you find things. So I think that's why I do quite like this this philosophy I, and I like this phrase spark joy and mm. I find that it works for me in terms of deciding because if you are just thinking do I need this and the answer will be no like I don't need this to survive I would get rid of it if that's what I was thinking about but if it's just this brings back something for me this is a this is a trigger for a memory that I wouldn't want to forget you know it can be a really really lovely I'm thing. really interested about how often you move I find this really fascinating like, <laughs> because even when we last moved we only moved one street away right. because we'd we'd lived not that many. We thought it was quite a lot, but we'd we'd lived in like maybe three different places in seven years, eight years, mm. um, and we were like like six or seven. Well, times this is in the, the last thing, and we were like, we don't want to move again. We've actually built up some friends here. We, mm. we just want to stay in the area, um, and but you know, some read research for this. It was people are moving like three times every two years. Well, if you that, rent by yourself and yeah. you have housemates, which most young people do because they can't afford to live alone, other people's circumstances change. So you're yeah, very much relying things, on yeah. what other people do. So mm. I was living with friends before, five of us. Um, one of them moved out of the city. So obviously everyone else had to move somewhere else. I don't think it's often by choice that people move no, so much. No, it's not, so it's not meant to be, but it's it's that kind of, the way you were describing it, that I would be, I would, if I if I felt like that, knowing how I feel now which is obviously impossible I would be monumentally frustrated but I guess it is what you know you're used to what you know so I find it quite sad (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) I mean I do just going back to this or you saying you know how you've only got like one box of sort of mementos I've got two enormous plastic crates of it mm-hmm. in my my wardrobe and probably another couple in the loft. But I, I wonder if that's also an age thing too mm-hmm. because I also have a, a cupboard full of CDs. Yeah. Um, like you said. <laughs> and you and have I have player? boxes and boxes of photos, but that's because, you know... I'm from a generation where everybody printed out their photos yes, yeah. exactly. and everybody had CDs. Nowadays, everything is on your Kindle, your yeah. books are on your Kindle, your music's on your phone or your tablet, yeah. um, your photos. And I've got your loads of photos on my computer, which or, if I didn't have them there, I would definitely print them out and take them yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So we've got, you know, even just sort of people sort of in there, probably from 30s, 40s, have still got all that stuff mm. um, that the younger generation don't, aren't burdened with so it's probably slightly easier for you to I, be clutter free that yeah. is interesting but I don't regard it as a burden at all like so if I if I go into the loft and I'll see some of the CDs lying around mm. I'll be like oh, I remember where I bought that one yeah. it was in like a shop in Aberdeen and yeah. then I'll start thinking about that and it's as kind of um, uh, impactful as uh, a photo for me in some ways so you know what that's doing it's sparking yeah. joy. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, actually is, and that's why I, and that's why I won't throw them away but yeah, I will throw away pretty enough. much everything else except for do you books. play them well, we had our car as a CD player, so yeah. But obviously, I mean, I say yeah, like we still have the same 30 CDs in the car that we've had for the last <laughs> five years. So not really, no. <laughs> we might do one day. Do. You're right, though, because actually I am sad that people don't print out their photos anymore. Because although I have them all on my phone, mm. you know. If you lose your phone. Or... If you lose your phone, mm. but also you don't, yeah. you don't look at them. Do you know what I mean? You take mm. a lot more and... You, they don't become a special, Definitely. you know, you you might take 10 shots of your kid doing almost exactly the same thing. And, you know, it's it's not, then the photos on Instagram, <laughs> they're not, they're kind of not as special and you can't look at them and you forget about them. Mm. And although we take more, True. I think we see less. 
Mm. in terms of photos. I love how this conversation has gone from around properties to the stuff that's inside the property. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's inevitably going to happen, but it's, it's so emotional, it's so emotionally driven. So what is Britain a nation of this week? We are, I think we're a nation of wannabe homeowners, even if not as many people own homes. Are we quite sentimental or not? Well, we've got a lot of stuff that doesn't spark joy. Yeah, yeah but but they still have it right now. You could read that the other way around and be like, Brits hoard forty-seven percent of items that we do not spark joy. Britain is a nation of hoarders. <laughs> I feel like there's definitely something in in your survey about like build homes, but not here. Oh like, yeah, NIMBY, <laughs> NIMBY homeowners. Yeah. Uh, yes, you can do whatever you like to improve society, but if it impacts on my castle, me. my little plot of land, <laughs> then uh, not in my backyard, mate. <laughs> NIMBY joyful wannabe homeowners. <laughs> <laughs> so how about uh, Britain is a nation of uh, NIMBY wannabe homeowners? I think that's what we are. If you'd like to see the full results of these surveys, visit YouGov or find in-depth articles and analysis on uk.news.yahoo.com forward slash BNO. We'll be back next week with more discussion around British stats and behaviour. So please subscribe if you've enjoyed today's show and feel free to reach out on Twitter using hashtag BNO. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. 